then when I ended up telling everyone that he had a small dick, he ended up like throwing me in a trash can. Your wardrobe screams fatherless. Do you have more trust Honestly, in that top zipe than people? How was your relationship with your father? Just saying, why did you get the attention you wanted? You need Jesus. That's offensive. All right. What's up, f***ers? It's me, Daddy Deals with That's Offensive, capital O-F. Um, I actually don't know why I keep introducing myself as Deals when, like, I tell my friends to call me Adelia. <laughs> and I've always thought of Deals as, like, my porn star name. So when, like, people are like, oh, what's up, Deals? I just assume we're very, like, surface-level friends. So, you know what? It's Adelia here today. What the fuck is up? <laughs> so I thought I would talk today about my experience being bullied grow up, growing up so we can all laugh together at my trauma because I'm at a point in my life where I can joke about it and it's really fucking funny. And I think a lot of people have dealt with being bullied or it's new to them or they can relate to people hating them. So I'm gonna show the steps of like who I am today and how I got here. Because like genuinely, I've had so many of my friends reach out to me. Like they'll have one TikTok blow up and I think TikTok is spewing, like spewing a whole new world of hate where People can be little keyboard warriors and comment a bunch of mean things, and it's really easy to like have like one video blow up on TikTok where you're just getting countless amounts of hate comments. So like I have friends who one will blow up, or like they'll have an Instagram post that does really well, and then they'll get like that one comment where some keyboard warrior is like, "You're ugly, you're fat, you're annoying," and they're like, "Ideally, like how do you deal with it?" Like. How do you get so many hate comments on like a daily basis and like you're still okay and here's the thing, I've been bullied growing up like basically all my life so um, I'm going to talk about like how bullying, <laughs> being bullied has made me who I am now and like I mean I was a weird fucking kid don't get me wrong but I think being like a weird is kind of becoming trendy so now, so now I'm setting the trends. So, I won't say I didn't, like, not deserve to be bullied for, like, some of the shit people bullied me for, because when I was in elementary school, I don't think I was, like, socialized as enough as a kid, and, like, I did not really understand, like, the social standards, probably until, like, high school or college, like, I don't know why my parents didn't explain normal social constructs to me, but um, I really annoyed some people, and... Um, <laughs> when I was in elementary school, um, I was being bullied, and particularly during this time, like, I, I, I was that girl that went to church, like, a few times a week. Like, I rehearsed Bible verses and in competitions for Bible verses, and when I went to church, as we were singing Jesus songs, and, like, when we were getting ready to leave, they would always say some shit, like, you need to convert your friends, like, try to bring your friends to, like, the word of God, like, they would be like, do you want your friends to go to hell? And I'd be like, no, I don't want people in my school to go to hell. So I would, like, specifically target the Jewish kids being like, you need to find the way of Jesus. Like, please come with me to church because I don't want you to have a horrible eternity. And um, at the time, I, I think I did deserve some of the shit. Like, I was a goody two-shoes. I would try to, like, listen to the teachers. Like, I went above and beyond bringing teachers apples. Like, I brought them stuffed animals. I, <laughs> I had lunch with them because other people didn't really want to have lunch with me. Like, I, I was that kid. So, like, yeah. So, I mean, 
for the first few years of elementary school, like, I didn't really notice that I was bullied until I hit, like, fourth and fifth grade. Because, like, before fifth, fourth and fifth grade growing up, like, I did pageants. I did gymnastics. I did tennis. I did volleyball. I did swim lessons. I did dance practice. I... Uh, how to do piano to help with my talent for pageants. I rode horses. Like, I did acting lessons. I did, like, what was it? Auditions, like, almost every week. Like, I had no time to really have friends or really care <laughs> that people didn't like me. And then, dun, 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 I broke my growth plate when I was, like, in fourth grade when I was doing gymnastics. And actually, funny story about breaking my growth plate. Um, I remember, like, I basically landed on my foot doing a front handspring, and, like, it went over, and, like, my whole foot kind of folded over, and, like, for the first few days, like, I was just limping at school until one day my mom was like, your foot's purple. Like, you didn't tell me you were that hurt. And I'm like, oh, like, did I need to be, like, crying in pain for you to take me to the doctor? So then I started, like, I, I couldn't do all the sports. Like, I couldn't keep playing tennis. Like, I couldn't keep dancing. I couldn't keep doing a lot of the things that kept me so busy. And I lost a lot of confidence because of that because I didn't have um, plug episode two with Bianca, but I didn't have that, like, true authentic confidence. I got my confidence from the fact I was really good at dance. I was really good at gymnastics. Like, I was good at all these things. And then when they were taken away from me, I'm like, who am I? Like, what do I do? And then this is when I started to notice that no one really liked me. And um, <laughs> I really had to, like, interact with people with my school. So um, I also think it's important to mention that I was, like, that weird horse girl up until about fourth grade. So, like, third grade, yeah, I was still that weird fucking horse girl. If anyone watched, I think it's either, like, the Empty Saddle Club or just the saddle club or something like that, like, I, I would have other girls, like, basically pretend like their legs were horses and we'd be galloping around the, uh, we'd be galloping around the schoolyard, and, um, and because I wanted to, like, be a horse or to have a horse so badly, like, whenever we had PE, I would try to outrun all the boys and be like, oh my god, I'm so fast, like, I'm like a horse, like, I was, like, that obsessed with horses, and I, I think that stuck with people till literally high school for no reason like <laughs> when I stopped doing it I feel like people it should have people just should have forgotten but no no one forgot I was that weird horse girl um and if you're wondering yes I did neigh at some people I did you know yeah I, I was pretending to be a horse but who doesn't have like imaginary friends or imaginary fantasies when they're young um so I did have like three friends which I mean Honestly, it's better than none. It's not like my whole years of, like, being bullied. It's not like I always had, like, no friends. It's like I would ha definitely have friends. It's just I was still bullied pretty hard. And I specifically remember one of these girls told me the way to start making friends in fourth grade was to start dressing like a boy. And at first I was like, you sound fucking psychotic. Actually, I didn't even know what cuss words were then. But I was like, you're fucking psychotic. Like, I don't want to change the way. Like, my mom, my mother says I'm perfect the way I am. So why, why do I need to change the way I was? But, I mean, I really wanted friends. I really wanted people to like me. So I made my mom drive me to Target and buy 
every pair of ugly basketball shorts I could find and these big Ed Hardy looking oversized t-shirts. And I was like, okay, I kind of look like a boy is sick. Like people are going to like me. I'm going to have friends. Like this is going to be great. And I think the boys actually made fun of me the most for looking like a boy because they're like, dude, we wouldn't even fucking wear what you're wearing. <laughs> and would make comments about my outfits and would purposefully like exclude me in almost everything. And um, the thing was like, you know when like the teachers, especially during like sex ed or some stuff that might be sensitive to girls or boys, they kind of separate the girls and the boys. Well, it's like the boys would be like, oh, is Adelia going to like sit with us? And then like the other guy would be like, oh, no, she sucks or something like something like that. And I was like, oh, that's like fucking weird that they're saying this stuff because the girls didn't like me and the guys didn't like me. And I just didn't know <laughs> who to even hang out with. But um. Yeah, I mean, at least I had, like, the girl who encouraged me to wear boys' clothes and, like, her two friends. But uh, I ended up being, like, really, really mean to her going into sixth grade because, like, I mean, I definitely resented her for telling me I had to change to, like, make friends, to, like, make people like me. <laughs> like, I just thought it was so fucking weird for someone to do that. So let's, like, skip to middle school. Because, honestly, elementary school, it was, like, people would make comments. Like, people were mean to me. But, like, middle schools where things really, really got rough. And it started getting rough because of the carrot rumor. The carrot rumor. Um, I already talked about this on the first episode, but, like, let's dive into the details. So putting things in perspective, I was a lonely sixth grader listening. I was going through, like, my Avril Lavigne phase. I think I'm still going through my Avril Lavigne phase, but, you know, I was listening to Avril on a daily basis and crying in my room to nobody's home because I didn't have any friends, and whoever I sat with, at lunch I feel like was just like pitying me so like almost every single day at lunch I would try to find like you know a few people to sit with who didn't seem to like not like me and I would like sit with them and then like if I didn't feel like we vibed I would try to like sit with someone else but essentially I had no one for a hot minute and um and you know that's like really lonely feeling like you don't have friends and I wasn't really being bullied at this point but two very popular girls decided to make a fake Facebook profile of like this drop dead gorgeous girl. Like they put a fake picture up of this girl who went to like a neighboring high school and she was so pretty and she danced and like she friend requested me first and I'm like, oh my God. And she like had friends who were like in my middle school. So I'm like, okay, like she must be real. Like I had no thoughts in my brain that she might be like a fake catfish person. I don't even know if catfishing was like big back then. But um she ended up messaging me, and I was like, oh, my God, someone pretty likes me. Like, <laughs> someone is actually taking, like, an interest in me. Like, I was looking for all of the validation I could get because I'm like, someone actually thinks I'm cool now. Like, she messaged me first. So um, these girls started asking. So these girls started asking me weird questions, like, if I masturbated. And I was like, yes. And then they were like, do you masturbate with carrots? And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. And mind you, I just learned what my first cuss word was in fifth grade. So no, I didn't know what the word masturbation <laughs> meant. I was just saying yes because I wanted her to think I was, like, cool. Because I think I remember saying something like, 
oh, like, I don't know if I like masturbating. And she's like, oh, really? Like, why not? And I'm like, okay, yes, I do. Because, like, I wanted this person to really like me. And, like, the thing was, they asked me if I masturbated with carrots. And I said yes. But, like, this was in my mom's phase where we had, like, frozen taquitos in our, like, freezer and, like, pizza. And, like, we didn't own vegetables. (laughs) We didn't have any vegetables in our fridge. But these girls ended up kind of explaining what masturbating was, but I was still, like, extremely confused. And I didn't understand still that it was, like, a quote-unquote sexual thing. And I think I said, like, oh, like, my brother's right here, so, like, maybe later. Because I didn't really know how to say no even till recently. And saying no was still really, really hard for me. (laughs) So, like, I usually say, oh, I don't think so, or I don't know, because saying no is that difficult, especially in sixth grade. And I still wanted to be, like, friends with them. And I wanted to seem, like, cool to them because I didn't have friends. And how could I, like, say no to someone who's coming off as, like, so cool? Um, long story short, the two girls who made the fake pro- like Facebook profile were really, really popular at my school and uh, told everyone. <laughs> I was made fun of so fucking much kids publicly made comment about how weird I was or how ugly I was or how annoying I was and jokes on them because I'm still fucking annoying but it's okay because I think it's becoming more like mainstream and cool but um yeah I mean it just got bad for like all of middle school like kids would literally throw food in my direction and call me trash and a lot of uh And, like, I felt bad because if I sat with someone at lunch, like, we would sometimes get food thrown in our direction, and people always made comments walking by, and I was almost tripped a few times, and it was gnarly. It wasn't, like, it wasn't just girls making fun of me. I think guys made fun of me more than girls for some reason. Like, the girls were more catty behind my back, but the guys were, like, a lot meaner in the sense where they actually threw food and called me trash and all this stuff, and, um, remember I had a crush on one kid in particular, which now, um... (laughs) He's a short king, but I guess in middle school, everyone was a short king. I don't even know if I want to say the word king. Maybe a short peasant. He is a short peasant, and um, I, you know, he found out that I had a crush on him because, you know, I told a few people. I was, like, hoping that he would have a crush on me, too, because I'm, like, you know, I do pageants or did pageants. I have one Miss Photogenic. Like, I have to have something about me. And then when he was standing right next to me, he's like, make sure Delia knows how gross and weird she is. And I'm like, all right, guess, guess I'm gross and weird. And um, people like would whisper when I walked by or like yell carrot. And I was just like so fucking depressed. Like I didn't really do anything on weekends. I still horseback rode a little bit, but I spent like the whole weekend sleeping. Like I'd go to bed at like 9 p.m. and wake up at like 11 a.m because I felt like I had nothing to, like, look forward to. I was sleeping, like, what? that's, like, way over 12 hours. That's, like, what, 14 hours a day? Like, I did not need that much sleep. Like, I would wake up early in the morning and force myself to go back to sleep, because I'm like, what do I even have to do today? Like, I had nothing. Um, But this is not about how depressed I was, because we are making these, like, we are finding the funniness in these moments, the comedy in these moments. Um... So this I do understand why I was made fun of for this. And I, again, didn't really understand social constructs. So um, when I went on a trip for spring break in seventh grade, I thought I had a boyfriend. Um, Spoiler alert, I didn't. (laughs) I went to Palm Springs with my friend to like a family resort, like with my mom. 
and we met these boys that were like a year older and we hung out all week like I thought the guy I was hanging out with was so hot like he was funny he was nice and like we hung out all trip yum um, and I had never had a boyfriend before. I had never even had a guy who, like, would try to, like, take me on a date or, like, eat food with me or do anything or give me attention or call me pretty. So <laughs> I didn't realize that, like, two people had to have a conversation that they were dating and that, like, would have had been communicating or that would have had to been, like, communicated because, like, the way my parents described relationships is, like, oh, like, a, a guy and a girl like each other, then they end up getting married and then they have kids, like, and this is like the process in my head. And I'm like, okay, me and him like each other. So this is like the first process. So we must be dating. And like down the line, we can get married. And then we can have kids. Ew, fuck. I'm never having kids. But back then, this was like my thought process. So as soon as we left Palm Springs, I changed my relationship status to like in a relationship. And um, I friended him on Facebook, to which he like accepted. And then I messaged him a few times. And he didn't answer. And he probably saw that I changed my relationship status and was like, oh, my God, this girl's a little psycho. And, you know, I, I did not know any better. And I was a little psycho. Um, but <laughs> people called me out for that shit because I was clearly very confused. And um, that was something I was, like, heavily made fun of. And people were like, you really thought a guy would want to date you? And I'm like, well, I thought someone would. I thought this was, like, the point of life. I feel like... Growing up in my Christian little community, like my conservative little community, I was like, girls are put on this earth to marry guys and to have a family and to be a good housewife. Oh my God, that's so fucking pathetic. I mean, not, I mean, some people really do. That's like their dream life, but not anymore. I felt like that was like ingrained so deeply in me that that's like all I craved for years. And now I get to be the little slut I was meant to be. Not that I even fuck a lot of people, but you know. I get to be a slut on the internet, and that's, that's beautiful. So, <laughs> in seventh grade, I, I, like, I ran to the church community for some luck because I'm like, okay, so no one else really has my viewpoint here, and I actually met, like, a few really good friends, and, like, there were people who actually genuinely liked me, and, like, the rest of the church community was kind of, like, weird and judgmental. I won't even say the weird weird because, like, they were, like, popular quote-unquote in the church community and we're kind of just like dicks to the rest of the people but um I did make a few friends and like I mean making those friends didn't stop boys from throwing food at me during PE or people trying to trip me but it didn't really matter because I'm like oh my god people actually like me like I actually have friends and like friends that I genuinely like really really liked and I mean I still didn't really have a lot of confidence I could still hear people make fun of me when I raised my hand in class or like people caught like call me a dub blonde or you know I could still like hear all of that and like people were pretty fucking brutal to me and um I would definitely do some like outlandish shit to get validation so you know I could see where like some people were coming from like being part of my church I like would say things that you know the church community definitely valued I, I had I flaunted my purity ring around and I'm like, no one is going to touch me till marriage. It was actually to the point where, like, when we were learning about sex ed, I'm like, I do not have to learn about this because I'm going to stay a virgin till marriage. And then when I get married, I'm going to have kids, which was actually funny because, like, I was the first to lose my virginity out of anyone in my class. So <laughs> happens. And I would literally say things like, 
you know, we would kind of learn about, like, drugs and how they're so bad. And I'm like, oh, my God, I am never doing drugs in my lifetime. Like, they're so awful. They're so horrible. I mean, they are stigmatized a lot. And I would hear what my parents would say about them and what the church would say. And I'm like, drugs are so bad. Like, what, what's that shirt? Like, dare. Like, dare to never do drugs. Like, I wore stuff like that. And, like, <laughs> I could see why some people didn't want to be my friend. But, like, having food thrown at me, like, come on. Like, that's... That's a little, I mean, I can only imagine what's probably going on in their home lives, so I guess I have a little bit of sympathy. Like, they probably are really sad in their home lives to be throwing food at someone and to make someone else miserable. But, you know, that's not something I could comprehend being so, so young. And also part of the weird stuff I would do, I think I've been, I had undiagnosed ADHD actually till last year. So some of my shit was just like, I had no impulse control, and I would just say things, or I would just like get so uh, inter like intertwined with stuff, and um, and wait, where am I? And I, I yeah. <laughs> and the other part of me, like other than the ADHD, the other part of me was definitely trying to act like how I thought people wanted me to act, and I didn't really know how to be myself. So, like, here's the thing. I'm very not good at being anyone but myself. Like, when I try to act like someone else, like, people are like, why are you being so weird? It's, like, so obvious I'm trying to be, like, anyone but me. So, um, I, I can definitely see why people are like, oh, you're trying way too hard. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Just love me. <laughs> Just love me. I feel like anyone can relate to that. Like, people crave, like, love and validation and stuff like that, especially when you don't find that from within. So <laughs> in eighth grade, uh, I was going with my one friend. To, it was like this after school, like playground thing where there's like counselors and you get to meet kids. And it's like a lot of kids whose parents were still working. So they would go there. And my one friend like showed this really hot guy my picture. And he was like, oh my God, she's like a hot Barbie. And then she showed me his picture. And I'm like, oh my God, he's beautiful and he thinks I'm hot like this is crazy so then I get there and right away there was like this girl who was two years younger than me <laughs> being like this girl rides horses she's a weird horse girl like I don't think I'd ever met her before but she was really popular for being in sixth grade but I felt like the sixth graders and the eighth graders didn't really hang out a lot and I'm like where is she getting all this shit from like People liked me there until she went around telling everyone not to like me to the point that this guy, even like when we hung out like there, he ended up being like, yeah, you're ugly, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I look just like the picture. Like, I didn't know how to edit photos yet. Like, I didn't know how to like change my appearance. Um, and the one thing she said that was spot on, though, she's like, I know you're wearing a push-up bra. And I was. That's the one thing that I kind of agree. Not the like... I'm annoying or ugly part, because she definitely said that too, but it was the bombshell. <laughs> I was like, oh, she got me there. Like, growing up, I, I just really, really wanted big fucking tits. Like, I, um, for my birthday and Christmas, I would always ask for, like, boob creams and pills that were supposed to make them bigger. They don't. They don't work. Don't even waste your money. But I was always like, I want big boobs. So I wore a bombshell. And I, like, didn't want anyone to know that I was wearing it. So I wore it during cheer practice when I worked out. And, he, like, when I was sweating, like, I wore it 24-7. And, like, I fooled a lot of people because when I stopped wearing it, people are like, what happened to your boobs? Um, they were never there, <laughs> Candace. <laughs> they were never there. Um, <laughs> I, but, like, 
hear me out, though, because, like, having person after person just, like, tell me, like, I'm annoying, I'm weird, I'm ugly, like, people that I never really even had conversations with, people I did have conversations with, I'm, like, is there something just, like, fundamentally wrong with me? Like, even my friends would sometimes shit on me, or my friends wouldn't, like, stand up for me, and it was, like, what is, like, fundamentally wrong with me? Like, wh why do I have to change? Like, why don't I understand things that, like, other people my age understand? Like, other people in eighth grade knew that they would eventually be drinking and doing stuff, and I was like, I will never. Um, but don't get me wrong, like, I definitely had friends in eighth grade, and there were a lot of people who tolerated me, and, like, I don't want to invalidate, like, the friendships that I did have, because, like, I mean, those people really helped me through some tough times, but... I mean, there were also just, yeah, still the bullies. And, like, I also just want to point out, like, in middle school, there were definitely people I wasn't the nicest to either. Like, there's just something. I've, I've always kind of been this way, but, like, a friend will do something that's, like, fucked up to me or, like, we get in, like, one little fight. And then, like, I'm like, you know, I don't really like them anymore. I don't like their character. I am done. And then my friends would be like, what the fuck happened? And I'm like, oh, I just, you know, last time we hung out, I got really fucking annoyed and I just, like, need a fucking break from you. Um, and, you know, the girl who also told me to, like, wear different clothes in fourth grade, I was like, ah, oh, fuck her. I kind of bullied her, which I'm sorry, I don't condone that, but, like, in that instance, it was kind of like I felt very betrayed that she wanted me to be someone I wasn't. But here comes my freshman year of high school. Boy, oh, boy, did I fall off the deep end. People in my grade still didn't like me. Like, people would still argue over who had to do group projects with me because no one wanted to do group projects with, like, the weird girl. Or, like, if someone would, like, laugh too loudly in class, like, this one girl would always be like, oh, you don't want to be like Adelia. You don't want to sound like her. Someone would make, like, a dumb comment, and she'd be like, oh, my God, you sound like Adelia today. And it was, like, so bad that, like, I'm wondering why the teacher didn't say anything or do anything. And, like, <laughs> I... And I, like, started, like, crying a lot because I'm, like, all these people are, like, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're really annoying, like, why do you have to be so stupid, like, and I would start crying, and then I started getting bullied for, like, crying, they would be, like, you took our joke, like, way too seriously, and I'm, like, how am I supposed to know you're joking here, <laughs> like, where is that, like, I did not understand, y'all were fucking joking, um, <laughs> This, one, this one's actually pretty funny because me and my friend in high school were out, like, partying. I think this actually might have been my sophomore year, so I'm jumping ahead here. But, like, we were out partying, and, we, um, and I got invited by older kids because older kids were the ones who liked me and wanted to hang out with me, not people my grade. But there were two very popular boys who were my grade with my one friend who walked us home, and they, like, kissed us like we made out or whatever. And they told us we couldn't tell anyone because they were cool and we weren't. And we would ruin <laughs> their reputation by kissing us. <laughs> like, guys would actually think I was hot at this point because I started, like, you know, bleaching my hair. Like, you know, I started kind of losing my baby face. I was, like, tan, whatever. Like, guys would think I was hot and then not tell anyone because, like, I was not, quote, unquote, cool. Or, like, they would, like hook up with me and then when you know word got out they'd be like oh shh no that didn't happen but uh lo and behold my freshman year I found a man who recognized my butthead potential it was big he thought I was pretty he thought it was cool etc the first red flag was that he asked me to be exclusive after a week and he wanted to date me after like a week of knowing him which you know 
red flag. <laughs> but, uh, he ended up being, like, a very toxic monster, but he really broke me out of, like, this whole, like, Christianity thing I was going for because I let him finger me, and I blew him, and I was like, fuck this whole Christianity thing because I knew what we were doing was sinning, which is funny because he was like, we're not actually having sex, so this isn't sinning. But when you actually, like, read the Bible, like, anything sexual, like, even masturbating is technically, quote-unquote, sinning for no fucking reason. Like, everyone out there, please masturbate. Like, please pleasure yourself because for it to be a sin is absolutely ridiculous. Like, people have urges. People have needs. I'm guessing a lot of serial killers didn't know how to fucking masturbate, and that's why they went on the rampages. But um, I, I ended up deciding, like, if, okay, so Christianity wants me to not have fun in my actual life so I can live in eternity in this, like, afterlife. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to have fun in my real life and then not care about my afterlife. And um, I remember this was, like, and people definitely talk shit, but then people actually started, like, kind of respecting me for this stuff, which I thought was really funny. It was, like, the slutty stuff where I started actually getting a little popular. But, um... Word got out that I blew this boyfriend at a baseball field and at the church and I think at the football stadium. And I guess this was like really big news to people, especially being the little Christian girl I was. It was like huge news being like, Adelia's doing what with who? Wait, what is that one TikTok like? She's doing what with who? Um, yeah, this was like really big news to people. And it was like the school was kind of split because a lot of people were like, I am so concerned about her. Like, is she doing okay? Like, do I need to talk to her parents? Which some people did talk to my parents. And if you did that, like, fuck you. <laughs> I was just, like, living my little high school life. And it was always the people in the fucking Christian community who wanted to, like, put their nose where it didn't fucking belong. But, um, yeah, people were definitely concerned or, like, they would try to have all these talks with me. Like, even when I was at church, I had, like, some counselors pull me aside being, like, we're just really scared for, like, the path you're going to. And I'm, like, path I'm going to? Like, okay, fucking dramatic. And then the other half were, like, oh, my God, Adelia's, like, actually starting to be a little cool. Um, anywho, this boyfriend that I did this stuff with, he ended up, like... <laughs> He was, like, texting girls while I was with him, asking for nudes or asking for, like, bikini pics. And he'd be like, if I wasn't with Adelia, I'd totally make out with you. And, like, when I confronted him about it, he's like, that's not cheating. And I'm like, how is that not cheating? <laughs> at least it's emotionally cheating. Or at least that's, like, intending to without doing it. Like, we broke up, and I ended up losing my virginity to his best friend, like, a few months later, which was great. It was fun. And, like... His best friend specifically was like, do not tell anyone because, you know, they were really close. And I'm like, oh, of course not. I told everyone. Like, I was so excited because, like, I just wanted to get my virginity over with. Like, I was just over being a virgin. And I know a lot of girls that who I know and I'm friends with didn't feel that way, but a lot of guys I know felt that way. And I'm like, I just wanted to get my virginity over with. Like, what's taking so long? So I ended up losing it to him. And, um... <laughs> That was fucking funny. And then when word got around, he was trying to tell people, oh, well, Adelia was, like, crying when we lost our virginity. And I'm like, first of all, your dick was too small for me to cry. But second of all, neither of us knew how to actually have sex. So we just tried shoving his dick in me dry. <laughs> because, like, there's no instructions on, like, you need to, like, stimulate the clitoris, and then you need to finger her and get her vagina wet so that he can stick his dick in and so we can actually have sex. Like, 
No one actually taught us this stuff. So yes, it was fucking painful. Um, and then when I ended up telling everyone that he had a small dick, he ended up like throwing me in a trash can. So it's funny because like both of those men now have been married and like they both work shitty jobs and are they, they are, they're very ugly now. And I don't know if like they glowed down or I just had shitty standards to begin with. <laughs> Because, like, I mean, the guy I lost my virginity to, he wasn't cool. The guy blue wasn't fucking cool. So, of course, people, like, even, like, the popular guys who would be, like, down for me were, like, oh, she's hooked up with those two guys? Like, I don't know if I want her now. But when I lost my virginity, that was, like, a really weak burp. When I lost my virginity, a lot of shit did start to change. Like, I started getting invited to parties. Like, I started hooking up with an older kicker on the football team who ended up being repulsed by my personality after a few months, which honestly is understandable. Like, at least he thought I myself was pretty, but it was my personality that he was repulsed by. Because I think I'm, like, a lot more confident in my personality than I am with the way I look. So at least he was down for part of me, the superficial part of me. And um, I started becoming friends with, like, the older kids. And, like... I mean, people in my grade still fucking hated me, and, like, they still bullied me in class, and they still did whatever, but, like, the kids who were older actually, like, started inviting me out. Like, I actually had friends because, like, the kids who were older didn't give a shit about a masturbating with a carrot rumor. Like, a lot of older kids were, like, masturbating or sexually active or, like, doing all this stuff, and they didn't care about, like, the petty little rumors. And, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, there were still people who were really fucking fake to me. Like, people I would sit with, like, every single day would, like, not invite me to certain parties where everyone else was invited and I'm like okay like some of these people aren't genuinely and authentically my friends but the other people are but yeah once I once I started like partying with the older kids things got so much fucking easier and then um dun 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 uh I went to rehab my parents sent me away to rehab <laughs> so um for those who might be new, I got sent to rehab for smoking weed. I failed a drug test for weed, and my parents, like, found my fake ID, and this all happened within a month. So they had me, like, kidnapped by, like, two really strong buff people, and then they had me sent away for seven months of my life. And, like, it, I, I went to rehab in Utah, kind of similar to the one Paris Hilton went to. Um, I wouldn't say my experience was as bad as hers, but it was still, like, really traumatic and very isolating and very, like, mind-fucking. Like, the staff... The Mormon fucking staff would call <laughs> the girls on girls campus sluts and whores and be like, they're just trying so hard to get attention for men. Like, everything you guys do is for men. Like, in rehab, you really got bullied by, like, everyone. Like, the students, the teachers, the staff, the therapists, etc. Like, my therapist even told me, like, my experiences weren't valid. Like, I had no right to be upset about the stuff my parents would say to me because they birthed me. Like, I had no right to be mad at, like, stuff an ex-boyfriend did because I was so willing to give myself up. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> um, that, that was, like, seven months of that. And the girls, when I first got there, it kind of changed towards the end of me leaving. But, like, when I first got there... I was, like, there for literally smoking weed, and there were girls there for being in gangs, like, doing crack, heroin, coke, etc. And I was there for weed. <coughs> I was trying to get out, like, really, really quickly, because, like, those girls were fucking scary. So I kept my head in a little book. I graduated a whole year of college in, like, three or four months with a 4.0 GPA and honors. 
And a lot of the girls would try to, like, play pranks or get in trouble. And I was over here, like, I'm just, like, trying to get out of here. And I think, like, a lot of girls resented me for that because, like, I mean, I was kind of, like, a goody-goody. Like, I tried to, like, be on the staff's good side. I would, like, basically suck the staff's asshole trying to, like, get, like, a good report card for the day or get a good check-in with my parents, which, by the way, they would even lie to your parents being, like, your daughter did this today, which is something, like, I didn't even do. It's just, like, they would want your parents to have you stay there for longer. So my parents wouldn't believe me because staff would literally lie to them. But there was this one time this girl tried to punch me in miss because I like fell to the floor. Like it was obvious she was gonna punch me, like fell to the floor into like the fetal position, was kinda like rocking back and forth. Because in Manhattan Beach, people do not fight like that. Like men might fight, but the girls do not fight. I was like, this girl tried to hit me. She ended up breaking her hand because she punched the wall instead of me. And um, instant karma. Um yeah, I was just, like, I felt so isolated. I had no one to talk to. Like, I couldn't talk to my therapist. I couldn't talk to the staff. Like, I couldn't really talk to anyone in rehab. My parents, like, I couldn't even write them honest letters, or they would have me try to change some stuff or change some wording. Or if I try to write my parents an honest letter, they're like, well, we're going to cite you for writing that letter for being so negative. And I'm like, well, damn, like, I just had no one. And then, like, one of my best friends came along, and, um, I had a few people end up befriending me. I felt like it got a lot more normal towards when I was leaving, still just as like emotionally abusive, but at least like there were some people who like me, but it's just like a pattern where people just like hate me when they first meet me for some reason. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm just like that repulsive. <laughs> well, let's just fast forward to college. Um, I went to the University of Arizona in Tucson. Uh, I, I, I didn't join a sorority. Um, I got in trouble and rushed for a few things and I just got dropped by just about everyone because I wasn't taking it that seriously and like during rush. One of like the biggest rules, there's like a few rules, but one of them is dry week, which I didn't do. I was getting fucked up during dry week. And the other one is uh, you're not supposed to talk about like drugs or drinking or partying when you're in rush, which I did. So I kind of broke all the rules <laughs> that I possibly could. Or, like, vaping when we were all supposed to be watching a stupid fucking movie together. And I tried, like, leaving early. And I was like, this fucking sucks. Um, so, like, when I started going to, like, parties and stuff, girls would be like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. Like, they'd ask what my name is. And then they'd be like, so what sorority are you in? And I'd be like, oh, I'm not in one. And then um, <laughs> they'd be like, what? <laughs> Why? And then a lot, like, they would usually just walk away, like, there were very few girls who stayed nice to me when, like, I would say I wasn't in a sorority, like, there was one time, um, it was, like, first semester freshman year, this one girl was, like, so what sorority are you in, as I was, like, giving her my phone to, like, type her contact information in, she didn't even finish and gave it back to me when I said I wasn't in a sorority, and I'm, like, excuse me, <laughs> like, the audacity of some people, this was only freshman year, though, like, freshman year, people were, like, really fucking brutal and had to stick up their asshole for some reason, but it got a lot better, like, later on, <laughs> and that was so weird, like, it was really hard to make friends as a freshman, so, again, I befriended some older people, and, um, when I asked like the older girls how slutty people really dress for Halloween, they were like really slutty. And I'm like, perfect. I went shopping on iHeart Raves. Like I, I wore rave clothes. This isn't even a promo. I'm just kind of saying, I mean, I guess use my promo code, Adelia. I can make something off that. But um, I bought like, and you know, iHeart Raves is really fucking cheap. So I got like what, like a $10 
little thong bottom and like a tiny, tiny little bikini top. And I bought ears because like mean girls, like I'm a mouse, duh, just because of the ears. Like I was going for that vibe. It's just, I was wearing like basically a bathing suit or like basically lingerie to these parties. I got yelled at, not once, <laughs> not twice, but multiple times being like, you call that an outfit? Put some clothes on or you're a whore. And I thought it was really funny because I saw this guy that night who I'd been hooking up with and he's actually the one who gave me chlamydia and still denies it till this day. He was a Kappa Seg, so um, here at the U of A, beware of those, ca oh, I guess Kappa Seg got kicked off so they don't even have to be aware of them anymore, but they all have chlamydia. So this guy who gave me chlamydia was like, Delia, like, what are you wearing here? Like, why, why are you calling that an outfit? And I'm like, you are really one to talk here. <laughs> like, I thought everyone dressed bloody for Halloween. Like, that was fucking confusing. And it's very confusing that, like, I was being yelled at by girls and, like, even the guy I was hooking up with said something when, like, the University of Arizona, at least, I think the statistic is, like, 40% of people have had chlamydia. <laughs> But I guess that's like not my business. Like I guess people were just projecting. Like I had chlamydia too and I just trust a little slutty back then. So, and people I guess were just being slutty but wearing more conservative clothes so they thought they were better. I, I don't know what it was, but like, I mean I remember like my first rave I went to when I was 18. I went to Hard Summer and like my first rave I bought these tiny little pasties and like this tiny little thong and I felt like so great and I loved raving. I still love raving. And starting like my junior year, I started going to more and more raves and getting like crazier outfits with like my little pasties and like dressing it up and like I, I was becoming less scared of what my parents thought or that they might find out because like my grades were really good. I had like a 3.7 GPA, like I was doing really, really well. So I'm like, I'm just going for it this year. And I started kind of blowing up on Instagram because a lot of rave pages would like repost me and I started getting a lot of followers and I was just like fucking stoked and um this is when like the rumor started that I was like doing porn or that I was like a stripper and like the list goes on and on and this was like just for wearing pasties and going to raves and dancing and how the tables have turned because now I am basically a porn star <laughs> I guess I don't strip because I can't walk in heels. Like, that is the main reason I have never stripped and probably will never because I can't really dance in actually, like, being, like, head-to-head -head with a man who's drunk and intoxicated. Like, I don't know if I could, like, really do that. But I do think the people in my college manifested this happening, and they manifested me becoming a porn star for saying it so many times. Um, and, like, me and my one friend, we, like – posted the butt pictures, we posted the bikini pictures, and we both were getting, like, a lot of followers on Instagram, and, like, we were somehow, like, the most talked about girls at the school, and, like, me and her didn't really hook up with a lot of people in college, like, I mean, we hooked up with, like, a few people, but, like, I was going through a celibacy phase at the time, I think she started to date someone, and people were just, like, calling us whores, and it's, like, the same people calling us whores who are, like, freaks in the sheets at night, but they just, like, need to, like, project or to, like, assert their, what, what is it, like, superiority <laughs> over us. And, like, I was dating this one guy in a frat, and then when we broke up, like, one of them changed their bio to, like, put coat slut and I heart raves and I'll whore myself out or some shit like that. And, like, my actual bio was, like, use code Adelia for I heart raves for a discount. And 
people were so uncomfortable with the fact that I was like so comfortable with my sexuality. Like I didn't understand why expressing myself the way I was on Instagram was such a big deal to these like conservative ass nut jobs. And I just, it just, it will never make sense to me because it was always the same people actually being whores who wanted to like bitch at me for wearing like, like, you know, slutty quote unquote clothing. And um, my senior year, my dad like made me delete that Instagram, RIP. That like Instagram is probably the one that I've held like nearest and dearest to my heart because of how work hard I worked for it. I still work hard for my current Instagrams, but I something about that one having like such a big rave following, I like really did have a cult like following that I haven't been able to get again. Because now I'd say like people think I'm hot, but it's like they're not there for my personality. They're not there for anything other than like, oh, she has a nice butt or nice tits. Like back then, people like knew me because I raved. Like people liked me because I raved, and it was just really nice. But um, with my new Instagram, because of my dad's guidelines, oh, I don't even know why I like didn't think to talk about all the times my dad bullied me and called me a whore and a slut, even when I stopped posting my like. <laughs> Pasty pics, but um, he made me start covering up more when I was a senior, and I didn't like feel as much myself. I felt like I was trying really hard to like make other people happy, especially him, and other people at my college too. And I like started drinking like a lot, like to the point I was like a borderline alcoholic. I probably was an alcoholic, but I just like could stop if I wanted to. I just didn't want to. Um, because I was really trying to dull myself to like fit in more places because I didn't have my Instagram, I didn't have my following, like I was just trying to become like more and more popular with my school. And like the only person who really bullied me was my ex who was in that frat and like he would just call me a cunt up bars. <laughs> but um, you know, people started actually like I became pretty fucking popular my senior year. Like I was going out with a lot of people, but like I don't think any of these people were my like true genuine friends. Like if, you know, like, someone in my family died, like, or a good friend died, like, I wouldn't have a lot of people to go to, but, like, I had a lot of people to party with, and I, like, just the fact I had to, like, drink to dull myself to have people like me, like, and I think people were doing the same fucking thing as I was, like, just drinking to dull, dull our lives, or, like, dull our personality, so, you know, more people want to hang out with them, and I, like, do not hang out with most of these people anymore, because it's, like, those same people who, like, you know, would invite me out, who would party, who, like, when I left, they would talk, oh, like, did you see that picture she posted, et cetera, and, you know, that just wasn't it, <laughs> um, so after college, um, I got into, like, my first jobs, and I really think I started acting, like, more and more like myself, like, I was in sales, and I had people on the other end tell me to kill myself when I was, like, calling to be like, hi, do you need the service? And they'd be like, no, kill yourself, or jump off a bridge, or fuck off. Or, like, there was one woman who, like, yelled at me for 15 minutes being like, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. Or, like, when I was going door to door, like, people would threaten to call the cops on me for trespassing, and I'm like, I'm just doing my job, sir. And I grew a much, much tougher skin. Like, a much tougher skin. And I also realized that, like... For example, if you have a sales job, they do not care if you have a slutty Instagram. So everything that they say in college is bullshit. Like I even had a teacher tell me to start wearing like, what is it? Like not basically not booty shorts. So people would take me more seriously because I was like her, one of her best and favorite students. And she's like, oh, you need to like start wearing other shorts to be taken more seriously. Like no one would actually hire you. These companies hired me. 
I had a slutty Instagram. I don't even think they looked for my Instagram. They were just like, all right, she like if she can do sales. She's fucking good. So if you're in college and you're scared about that, it's a fucking lie and it's a scam. Like maybe if you are back to work at BYU, like yeah, they'll check for that shit, but it's a scam. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I when I grew a much tougher skin, I started realizing like the the shit people say and the shit people do like really isn't about me. It's about them. Like these little fuckers, like these keyboard warriors commenting on my TikTok saying I'm like ugly, fat, etc. Like look at their sad little lives. The people who bullied me in high school and middle school, like, what are they doing? Like, nothing. Like, the people who even bullied me in college, like, a lot of them are still doing the same shit. Like, they're still drinking their lives away. Like, they're not really having a good job. Like, they don't have, like, a fuck ton going on for them. So I'm like, okay. So these are the people I used to take their opinions so, so heavily and, like, hate myself for it. And now, like, look at what they're doing and, like, look at what I'm doing. So it's all projecting. Like, for example, someone can call me ugly. But, like, that doesn't make me ugly. Like, someone calling me ugly does not make me ugly. Like, I might be ugly to someone or some people, but that doesn't mean I am. And, like, I'm definitely not ugly to, like, the majority of people or I wouldn't really have the following or platform I do right now. Um, someone, like, saying I'm fat, for example, doesn't really make me fat. Like, someone might think I'm fat because they like girls who are really skinny but, like, their opinion of me doesn't really change my opinion of myself. Like, okay, you might think I'm fat. I think I'm thick with two Cs, and I think I look fit. Like, cool, we can, like, disagree. And, like, the one thing I will say is, like, I do credit my bullies for giving me so much trauma because, like, now I'm funny. I can take people's shit. I can make jokes out of people's shit. And I really learned how to live for myself versus other people because all that time I was trying to live for other people, like, people still hated me. I mean, people hated me for being myself, too, but people hated me when I wasn't myself as well. So it's like, which one would I rather do? Like, I'd rather be myself and have people hate me as long as I like me and I can, like, go to myself for my confidence. And, like, sure, like, getting thousands of fucking hate comments on the Internet can get to me sometimes. But, like, when I'm feeling confident in myself, it's a lot easier to brush off. And I, I look like the way I look at it now is, like, I genuinely don't – it doesn't matter what other people think. Because someone's perception of me isn't my perception of me. And, like, one person might have had an experience with me or seen a certain side of me online, and they think that's, like, my whole personality when really there's, like, so many depths and layers to, like, who I am as a person. So, I mean, for anyone dealing with, like, hate or confidence issues or anything like that, like, look at what you think of yourself. Like, start writing in your journal something that you like about yourself every day, like, what you're grateful for in your life. Like, you might have someone who fucking hates you, but, like, I don't know. I almost feel sorry for them now if, like, someone just hates me that fucking badly. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You must have a really rough home life or something going on with yourself. But um, <laughs> I really hope you guys could laugh about my trauma with me. And maybe you learned something today. Um, go find me at It's Deals, so D-E-E-L-Z.com for all of my links. And I'll see you next Titty Tuesday. Thank you.